Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to make sure you know about one of the incredible shows on the That Sounds Fun Network, the Matthew West Podcast. I love telling y'all other podcasts that I think you will love to listen to. And you may remember Matthew from when he and his lovely wife, Emily, were on the podcast during Couples Month in 2020, or when he launched the Matthew West Podcast on the network. Or maybe you know him as the writer and voice behind so many of your favorite songs on Christian radio. He is a five-time Grammy nominee, you guys. Well, each week on the Matthew West podcast, Matthew is joined by some of his favorite artists, authors, athletes, and influencers. People like Mark Hall from Casting Crowns, Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson East, country star Carly Pierce. I love Carly Pierce so much. Comedian Michael Jr. and many more. He's even been so generous as to invite your girl AFD on with him. He also gives listeners a behind-the-scenes look at some of the powerful stories behind his music, plus a special segment called Dad Vibe with Matthew's dad. It's the sweetest y'all. It's so good. I love listening to Matthew's podcast. They're fun and funny and also thought-provoking, really tender. Episodes released weekly on Wednesdays. So wherever you're listening to this, just search the Matthew West podcast and subscribe and you can listen to yesterday's and then be ready for next week's. Today on this show, I get to talk with an absolute faith hero of mine, Beth Moore. Beth joined us on episode 202 and also on our prayer Q&A. If you want to go back and listen to those. They are such rich conversations. She's a New York Times bestselling author and teacher whose conferences take her across the globe. Beth founded Living Proof Ministries in 1994 to encourage women to know and love Jesus through the study of scripture. She has written numerous bestselling books and Bible studies. And this week, she releases her memoir entitled All My Knotted Up Life. Y'all, this book... Y'all, this book, it is poignant and hard to read and beautiful to read and important. And I am really honored to get to talk with Beth about it. I will say that Beth's life has been anything but easy. And there are some tough things we talk about around that today, including sexual abuse. So I want you to walk into this conversation knowing that if that is a um, tender 
point for you and your story in your life. And if you've got any of my mini BFFs around, you may want to save this one until the kids are dropped off at school or are already asleep. So it is a beautiful conversation. And Beth has told a really beautifully redemptive story. I'm really excited to share it with you. So here is my conversation with Beth Moore. Okay, Annie, I have the funniest thing to tell you. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to sound like such a nerd. You know, I love listening to your podcast so much. So much. And so, you know that you have been as one of your sponsors, you've been talking about Athletic Greens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I am on day 2. I just want you to know, I'm your dream podcast listener because <laughs> I did order the athletic greens. Yes. And how do you feel? It's a long day. I, it's my second day, but I have, <laughs> I have, I have really big plans for myself. <laughs> this is the great. year. <laughs> this is my year. So I, I have. I'm going to say I'm feeling. Let's see. Very athletic and green. Are you putting it in very cold water? Yes, but I'm going to tell you something else I'm doing. I I have tons of those. The hint water. Yeah. You know, it's not sparkling and it's not sweet. It's just got a little bit of I just use that as my water and add it to it. But I thought she... She'll need to know that there are some of us listening out here, and I've heard it enough times now, and I think Russell Moore also did it on his own. Yes. You know what? I'm I'm going people. to do it, and I'm feeling <laughs> athletic and really, really looking forward to the year. Yeah, I can't wait to see. We just need to we'll have a circle back at the end of the year, at the end of your set. And see, you yes. got your. I hope you got your free vitamin D. Did you get your free I vitamin got, D? I've Great. got some free vitamin. Yes, I'm doing well. I feel very, very strong. Yes. Okay, great. Well, thank you for coming on That Sounds Fun again. I just love you being here. Thank you. Oh, Annie, I have looked so forward to this. I've got so much going right now and so, so many busy things and just the here and there and here and there, especially with the book coming out. But uh, I can tell you that I knew there would be nothing depleting about this time we're going to spend together because I knew the wonderful thing about you is that you are energizing. And I mean that in the, in the way of the Holy spirit, just energizing. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. I knew I'd have a good time. Does it feel different releasing this book than other books? Is it busier? Is it just different? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a lot different? (laughs) Okay. Let's see. You know the feeling, and I want to say this because we've got lots of people listening that are writers or, yeah. or, or want to be writers, or maybe they are hoping one day to put out a book about something they're passionate about, what, whatever it may be. But every single time, you and I can both say that every single time. So I have been publishing now for over 35 years. So every single time something comes out, there's a great vulnerability mm-hmm. because for those of us, I mean, when you do your own work, you have put yourself out on that page. Yeah. So I've done two kinds of things. Well, really three, because I have written one one fiction work, but, but I've done curriculum and then I've done nonfiction books all mm-hmm. of these years and a number of both, but never has ever one come out that has not 
stressed me that yeah. I have not been well aware that when it hit that shelf, there was no going back. I remember yeah. nearly being sick over Breaking Free. Really? Uh, nearly, nearly, yes, yes. It was so different. It, it, That kind of material is so common to us now, Annie, that we don't think of getting uh, negative reactions to a lot of that, uh, breaking free from bondage. Mm -hmm. That's more common to us now. But in my part, very traditional part of the body of Christ, that at that time was considered something that only another part of the body of Christ uh, ever talked about. Yeah. So that was that was stressful. All of them are. So long in security really was. Yes. Nothing matched this. Wow. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. Because, you know, you're just putting your story. So it's not just someone critiquing, which is everyone's right to do. I, I know I know that's coming. It's not just critiquing now your your writing or lack of ability to write or even your doctrine or your lack of doctrine. It now is here to the degree that I knew how to express it. Here is my life. And going into it, uh, Annie, I just, I have lived a gritty yeah. journey. I, I just, you know, I dropped it in the mail to a good friend of mine that has done so many things right yesterday. And I, I said when I wrote it, listen, I, I haven't had a very good story. But I have had a very good savior. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, there, there it is. But there have been some of these things that I've been anxious to talk about. And it's been, it's been healing. I, I'm going to say something really weird to you. I, I came to the end of it. I'm going to see if I can say this without getting choked up on it. Um, you are so early in my interviews, Annie. I've, had, I've talked about it very few times yeah. before now. So I'm, I'm, it's still raw and tender to me. But I thought after I got to the end of it, well, I think I accept my story. Wow. And I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but you're just like, oh, you have these, all these regrets and all these things that you wish were different. And you can't, it's such a waste of time. Mm -hmm. you, can't, mm -hmm. you can't change them. But to get to a point, that's the last I'll say, because I can feel that I'm, I've got emotion in my throat, um, to just go, okay, I, I accept this. This this is my story. Yeah. I've been having this conversation with a couple of my girlfriends where we keep saying, I have got one life. I've got one life. Yes. And I've spent yes. 30 of my 42 years caring about my body. And I've spent, you know, like we're, we're kind of processing through like, right. what have I wasted time on? And what am I grateful for? Exactly. And it feels like exactly. you're even the next level of like, look back at the whole thing. Look and call it yours. Thing. That is exactly right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to jot that down because that's exactly right. And to think it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's not someone else's. <laughs> I can't have someone else's, but I could look at my own and go, okay, all right, the Lord has been there for me. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm all right with it. Listen, I'm going to cry this whole time just for everybody listening. I've been crying oh. since I finished the book, So, which was this oh, morning. Oh, Annie. It is It is. I, I told you this. It is such a sacrificial gift, this book. 
It is like. Thank you, Ian. And you took your poetry writing and your fiction writing and you matched it with what's true and your story. And so it reads very novelish. But then you go, but it's real. This isn't a novel. This okay. is real. Okay. I want you to know something. I can't. I looked so forward to talking to you, Annie, because I knew there would be things that you would catch because I knew you would be so attentive. You were always prepared for your guests. And that's part of the reason why you've got such a great podcast, by the way, is that you are prepared to interview your guest. But you are on to something that I would love to be able to tell. And and yeah. I've not gotten to share this yet. You're on target completely. So I was matched at Tyndale. You know, I've, I've worked with them on several projects yeah. and I love them to pieces. And so when it came memoir time, one of my just most wonderful people there, probably the one that I look to the most and spend the most time with, she said, Beth, I know exactly who we need to put with you. And so it's someone at Tyndale that only does memoir. She yeah. only does memoir. So she's the, the memoir editor. And so she said, and she said, I think y'all are going to love each other. And we absolutely did. Yeah. But so she puts me in in contact with her. And now we're all on a group call because now we're planning <laughs> this. Now I've already made... I've already made notes. I've been making notes for about a year on what I thought, okay, as well as I knew how to draw a timeline. Yeah. Of some, I knew that I would write on the most, on what I believe to be the most shaping seasons or events of my life. Because yes. memoirs like that, it's not an autobiography. Right. It is autobiographical, um, but it's not... It's different. A memoir is going at it a different way, but you're looking, you know, you're looking thematically and you're looking to tie yes. events or seasons together. So my new editor, Carol, said these words to me. She said, Beth, I said, okay, I said, I just, you know, as I approach chapter one, yeah. she goes, I'll tell you what I want you to do. And she said, I've looked all through your writing. So she looked at all the styles, my curriculum. She'd looked through uh, nonfiction. She'd looked through, she looked at it all. And she said, I want you not to tap into your nonfiction teaching wow. self. I want you to tap into the other side of yourself. And she said, Beth, I want you to approach this almost as if it is a novel only it is your story and it is true. Wow. And so it set the course. Yes. I knew then that I'd even start with my child's voice. Yes. You know, my childlike, my the, the voice of my childhood. And I was afraid it would get annoying to people. Listen, Annie, I'm going to tell you an hour's not going to be enough for us, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay. So when I did the recording for it, yes. I said oh, the in the audiobook. beginning of it, uh-huh. You read the audio book. I, said, I oh read, the, yes, and asked me if there were parts that I cried and that oh. there was nothing they could do about it. Nothing they just they had to, No matter how many times do. it's gonna, you're going to cry no again. Matter, so. I, that's what I said. I just finally said there's nothing. Keep recording. <laughs> we're not going to be able to fix this. That's right. But, uh, but so I talk in that thick accent at the beginning. And I just, yes. and I, so I tell them, I said, listen, bear with it because it will change yes. not much. Yes. Oh, I mean, when you talk about your childhood at the beginning and you're using the language that your grandmother used when she said, get, 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 you know, and you're, I'm like, G-I-T. Yeah, G-I-T. that's it. Oh, I just, and, and everything I mean, is a Coke. Every drink oh, is a Coke. Yeah. Oh, it's stabbing us with a broom. It, it's really a different thing to grow up in a home with three generations. It, yeah. not, not different thing. Let me say specific thing. I love to talk to other people 
who were raised in a home with a grandfather or a grandmother because yeah. there are so many things we can relate with. You have three parents yes. instead of two, yes. and you have somebody in your business constantly that yeah. has lost their filter. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's yes. it. My grandparents were across the driveway. So it was like a hybrid of we didn't live in the same house. But when I got home from school and when I left for school, that was usually my first stop. So I have Annie, a similar experience. I did not know yeah, that. Across the driveway my whole life. Isn't that fun? Oh, my. It is extremely important. I yeah. wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, me either. And you know what? And uh-uh. 20 years later, when I was back living in Atlanta and my grandmother was in a nursing home, it was across the street from my neighborhood where I owned a house. And I was like, geez, only Jesus says that kind of stuff. He did. He just took that full circle. So sweet. Okay, so today is Thursday. People got the book mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So we have yeah. people who have read some of this. So I do want to talk mm-hmm. through some of the book. What I yeah. also want to say to our friends listening, and we've said this a little bit in the intro, we're going to really talk about your life, and there are maybe some pieces that are hard yes. for people to hear. Yes. And that is okay. <laughs> stay yes. with us. Stay with us. Stay yes. with us. Right? How, how do you encourage people to hang through hard conversations when they don't want to? Yeah, Annie, when you prayed with me before we started recording, you made mention of something that I had not thought to pray in that way. Now, I have prayed hard about everyone that reads it oh, sure. and no, and prayed against it being triggering in a, in a way that would have a negative impact and all of those things. Yes. But you relay, and I'll leave a lot of this for the reader, but I, I'll just I'll just touch it for a minute. That even you relay, you in prayer, you relay that we were going to be serving people that might be having a moment that I had in my own life in my very early 30s when someone was telling me her story of abuse and all the sudden, and I I had not forgotten mine, but I had stuffed it so far back. I broke out in a sweat. I began to have all manifest all sorts of these just I don't know what else to call it, but the alarms going off yes. inside of me so much to the degree that I could not even pay attention. If you asked me today, I'm so embarrassed to say this, what was her story? I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I could only tell you the beginning of it because I completely I'm I, I guess I had a full-on panic attack. But I was swallowing it. Uh, I I was trying not to manifest it on the outside. But anyway, when you said that, Annie, in prayer, and you asked the Lord, you said, now, this will be for some a moment when they start to kind of reckon and then prayed for protection over that and that it would be something that God would use. I I was so deeply moved by that because I I want that so badly. I want that so badly for someone that I want to speak to the solidarity I have with those who have gone through abuse. But I don't want to hurt them. I want to encourage them. So, and I just want to say, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I get it. And it did it affect a thousand different things in my life and many of them negatively. Yes. Yes. You know this, but I've done your Bible studies for my whole writing and reading life, just about. But this is the first time in this book that you've like directly identified your abuser. Absolutely. You have really Absolutely. 
tell a flyby experience. You don't give details, but you give an, yes. an experience. What I hope would it's just it's not graphic, and I hope this it's for not. our listeners that they would understand it. It is a flyby where you definitely know, yes. but it's not graphic where you have to replay all of the. Um, all the blood and guts of it. Yes. So that was very much on purpose. And and yes, I I have waited till now uh, for a couple of good reasons. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah. <laughs> well, what one of them obviously is waiting long enough for most of my parents' generation to die out. Yeah. Now I say that with love, and I say that almost a little bit teasing, but it it is true in part, yeah, that I needed time to go by. I needed to think carefully. I needed a lot of healing to go by where I'm not bringing, where I'm not telling my story with acid, yes. that there's not yes. bitterness and defensiveness in it, but that it's just, I can just share it. But so that is a big part of it. Plus, you know, my age, I'm just at the age where you do really look back. And because, Annie, I have really, I have wanted to get more specific. I just needed to know exactly how to approach it because I want to really be able to lean in with those who have been victimized, period. Yeah. But also for those who have known, if I may be so bold, what some of the added shame feels like when it's within your own home and family and it yes. and it's incest. Yes. And we just we hate that word. We even feel like the word itself has shame with it. And so this needs so much to be ministered to because it it is a great wound, a great wound. It, let, let me say this without doing much more to identify. When someone who was supposed to be your protector becomes your perpetrator in childhood, the entire foundation, the concrete under your home has now completely quaked. The yeah. earth has quaked under your home. And there's nothing. When I tell the, the first moment I remember, and this is the thing, and I think it's fairly clear in the book. I don't know. I've never asked anyone because I've you're so new into the readers of it, Annie. But it may be obvious that I am unsure of what could have happened prior to it at a younger yeah. age. I don't yeah. know. I had it behaviors like of some. Okay, yeah. that's true because I can't I can't get pictures and images to come, but I can. I had the behaviors of someone who would have already been through trauma, so yeah. I'm not really sure. But in those things, there is so much pain, and I, but in that moment. That I remember that first occasion that I remember, and someone that I'm talking to today is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a moment when you know life will never be the same. Mm. That it just it just redefined it redefined your home. I say in it, you'll recall that there are some things. This was even my child thinking, even my child thinking yeah. at the time, say 11 years old. That even as a child thinking. I knew there were things that your 
people could do, your parents could do, that you could file away as these are just, we're all, we all have faults. We all, you know, we all fall short. I don't think anybody expects their parents to be perfect. (laughs) Right, right. Then there are some things that can happen that you know could only happen if something's really wrong with that person. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't, any, I can almost not put language around it. That's a whole different level. I knew this, in my thinking as a child, this was not just a bad thing. It hit me, I think this is a bad person. Wow. And that will jack with you. So our friends listening, I'm, I'm, I'm thoughtful about this in my life. I'm thoughtful about this in our friends' lives of what is the work of how hard we go back and try to pull up memories? What has God tucked away on purpose? What are we meant right. to, to dig up? Exactly. I, how, what's that I line? really feel that way. I really feel that way, that if I pursued, which I did, if I pursued, and, and not just once, several several times, because I think for, well, in my generation, y'all have to remember that I am of a generation different than many of you listening, so I'm in my mid-60s. So go back and rewind to when I was a young woman and first beginning to deal with this, then what I would have known to do is go to a Christian counselor. Yes. So I did actually go to a professional I mean, I went to, so I was so glad of that. But then it would also move over then as I was learning more and more about um, about the effects of trauma, then it would move into where I was in full, was with a full-on therapist. Yeah. And so, so here's how I felt about it. They never, at least for me, I never was pushed that direction. I shared one of the things that helped me is in sharing it, then I was able to share as I would talk about it, then I would think, okay, they, they ask a question, I would go, okay, this, and it uh-huh. helped me put it together. Okay, this detail, this. And also, if I, without saying any more about her, I immediately felt like I was going to cry because, you know, my siblings, oh my goodness. Oh, I love but, Gay. Listen, your sister Gay. I, oh, well, it's who I bring it up. It's who I, I bring it up. I love her. Okay, okay. So I also talked to to my sister Gay at length to try to piece together Uh, parts of it. So that was helpful. But where we stopped was that anything that was going to take a jackhammer, if I was walking this through with Jesus, I truly was. And so, and I was in his word and I was in prayer. And so I became um, very much at peace with that he he had and would yes. bring up what was important for me to know. Yes. And I also did the same. Can I be so bold to say, I sort of see if someone said, Beth, did you tell everything? No, no, I didn't. I told, um, if you think about our life story being in four four layers, that how deep did you go, Beth? Uh-huh. Well, I, I went, so say level one is just surface level, everything's superficial. Annie, I never did that. Yeah, I don't you know that level. My fir- <laughs> I never did do it because no. I was already very aware of being messed up by the time I was even in ministry. Wow. And by the time I was, so I thought I couldn't get away. So I was already past level one. I had already gone to level two, which is to have some, to have some depth and some personal transparency yeah. in that depth. 
Then there's level three, which is, okay, I'm going to a whole different level here and going to go underneath what I have what I have done before. I'm going to go underneath it. If you ask me, Beth, did you go to level four? And that would be in the... So I see this almost as an ocean. That would be in the depth. Yeah. Uh, no, because I, I don't know. Maybe I would at some point. I don't foresee it. Uh, now, I'll talk more than I did in the book on podcasts like this, yeah. but... There are certain things that are between Jesus and me. Yes. Or between my husband and me and Jesus. Yes. My children and me and Jesus, or some relationships I've had and yeah. Jesus yeah. that really are not anybody else's business. I'll put it this way because somebody's going to ask, Beth, how would, how would we know? Here's what I want to say to you your deepest, darkest journeys and things that come from. Let me just, I mean, like the innards, like it would say in in, in the Bible when it would refer to feeling something all the way down to what the, what the Greek and the Hebrew would be like in the kidneys and in the liver, yeah. things that you feel all the way down here. You have to ask yourself if the public is worthy of that part of your story. Can they handle it with care? And I did an I I did enough in this book to go. I hope you handle this with care. <laughs> oh, certainly, yes, but you did. There was there were some things. It was like you know, no, I don't feel like they can handle that part with care. So that would have been without. Plus, I didn't tell. I'm so glad you brought my sister. I, I didn't tell. Here's here's what I said to my brothers and sisters because you know, of course, I had to go to them. Yes, you know, yes, and say what can y'all handle? Yeah, and can you? Can I have your blessing for this? Yes. And so what I did, and I, I, I didn't ask them to do otherwise. I'm not sure some of them wouldn't have said that I could, but I just didn't. I said, I, I'm committed. I'm only going to tell my yes. part of the story that is really, yes. the, I will not tell any of yours. So that's what I did. You say that multiple times in the book. You say, this is my memory. My this is my part. My yes. I mean, you, yes. you do such a beautiful job of that. But listen, when Gay finds the note from your dad's girlfriend, <laughs> and then y'all call the dad's girlfriend when your mom and dad no. are still married, I like to, I like to come out of my skin. And I was like, Gay <laughs> is my girl. That y'all picked is, up the phone in the okay. middle of the night and called Memphis, Tennessee. Well, it was her. <laughs> I was just on the other line. We were going to do it together. Listen, I she love it. was Fearless and fearless, but to yeah, you said she wasn't day, even scared of the devil's face. Is what you said? <laughs> not scared of the devil himself. Annie F. Let me tell you this. Um, she to this day, if she really gets off on something, I, I say to her, "Yeah." And now our readers, our listeners, if they've not been readers, they'll not get that. Yes. But remember it when you do read it, because she was always the one that had all the courageous words, and then I would. I would say when she was done with it, yeah, yeah, you that did. was my way of going. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So we still bust out laughing over that. It, she was fearless. I mean, fearless. Y'all are going to love, listeners, friends, y'all are going to love when you read this part. The idea that she went off on the girlfriend's dog on the phone and told the girlfriend how much she didn't like her poodle in the picture. That just kills me, man. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you that you shouldn't be cheating with my dad, but I'm also going to tell you your dog is ugly. And I, <laughs> I could have come off my couch. I was laughing so hard at gay. Okay, now listen, you totally, I'm looking up a picture of her because that she would have looked like at that 
age because I just got this yesterday. My brother sent it to me yesterday, and I'm going to hold it up to the camera. But this is exactly how you could picture her at the oh, yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Ready to go. So is it yes. isn't that fun? Oh, ready to go. And she's holding my other family member's hand right yes. there on her head. Anyway, uh, she. It, I'm so glad you thought that was funny. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Shopify. Y'all know that one of my favorite things is bridging you to great resources and creators. And that's what I do here on the podcast in our AFD Week in Review. It's what we try to do in our shop, too. ShopAnnieFDowns.com is where we can connect you to things we hope you find helpful and encouraging, like the books I've written or the Let's Read the Gospels guidebook. I know that so many of you are incredible creators with that entrepreneurial spirit too, whether you're selling your amazing artwork or your cross-stitching creations, and that means you need Shopify. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person point of sales system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. With industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24 Seven help into an extensive business course library. Shopify is there to support your successes every step of the way. And like I said earlier, I'm so grateful that shopannyfdowns.com is powered by Shopify. So we could offer things like let's read the gospels guidebook to y'all right when you wanted it. Now it's your turn to get serious about that passion project you want to get out into the world and try Shopify today. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sounds fun. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash sounds fun to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sounds fun. And just one more quick moment to tell you about another one of our incredible partners, Pros. Okay, y'all got to hear this because y'all are the kindest group of friends. You're super sweet when you watch my Insta stories or when you see me out on the road and let me know when you think I'm having a great hair day. Thank you so much. My response is always the same. It's Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. Switching to a custom routine from Pros was one of the best things I've done for my hair. Hair, and the results I'm seeing just keep getting better. My hair is shinier, thicker, and more manageable than it's ever been, and I credit my pros shampoo and conditioner. They took my answers to their in-depth hair quiz, we love a quiz, and created a unique formula for my answers just for me. That's how I got started, and that's how you can, too, join the over 1 million people who've gotten consultations on everything from the climate where you live, the issues you have with your hair, your hair type and texture, your eating habits. They analyze 85 personal factors and then handpick cleaning ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. I love the review and refine tool, which lets me tweak my formulas for any reason in case I change up my address, my hair color, or even my diet. Pros wants us to have the formula dialed in, and I appreciate that a ton. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth depth hair consultation and 15% off. And now back to our conversation with Beth. Can we talk a little bit, something that a lot of my friends respond to me about when I talk about journaling Uh is I don't want to write that down. 
Uh-huh. And, and and actively in my life, my counselor and I, a new door has opened in my healing. And my counselor and I are going through some hard stuff. And I'm writing it down. And I've said yes. repeatedly, this journal doesn't leave my house until I take it to burn it. Because I am going to have to burn this one. This is right. the one. So you found your first journal ever. And as you open it and read it, you talk about in the book, as you open it and read it, you haven't even told the truth in the journal. You've whitewashed everything oh. to be this very beautiful oh. Family story. Now, okay, and let's take that further. I need our listeners to understand that when I didn't tell the truth, I was not telling the truth to the Lord. My journals are prayer journals. So I'm just talking to him about how, okay, so I am now past this experience in my very early 30s where I have met with this woman who's told me, her story, and it has begun to trigger everything under the sun. This is on the other side of it. Keith and I prepare to move. He's cleaning stuff out of the attic, and he said, look what I just found. My first journal, I was 18 years old. I was in college, and I'm all telling God, I'm all telling God how thankful I am to have been raised in such a wonderful family. Now, I I want someone to lean in with me here because I hope this was clear to you, Annie. As my editor, the one I talked about earlier, she was the one that, she was the first one that read any of it and the only one for a very long time. When she read that part of it, she was so intrigued. And I was was flabbergasted at the time when I read it because I knew better I knew better than what I was writing. I knew better years later. She said, what do you think made you do that? I said, okay, Carol. I said, I was raised with the thought, with the belief that you literally forget people's sins against you. That it's you, I said, they were trying to get it together then And we were trying to have a new start as a family then. And it, I somehow, in my attempt to do it the way I thought a good Christian does it, it was like none of that happened. Mm. I mean, don't you feel tender to that, Beth, journaling? I I do. Okay, Annie, it's interesting that you tell me that because I have never been very tender to that person that 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 turned into such a messed up adolescent and to such a messed up young woman and she messed up so much (laughs) of my life and by that I mean I did but you know I but yes as I wrote the memoir I was able to look back at her and go God bless your heart and and because what I saw, and I saw this through the uh, the ministry years about the whole woman thing. Uh, so forgive me if I get choked up here. What I saw, I saw a train wreck, which is what I was. But I also saw somebody trying so hard. Yeah. To the degree that I understood what it meant to to be a Christian and to try to be pleasing to God, to try to do it right and do it by yes. the rules. Yes. But I didn't know how I had twisted that forgiving, number one, I hadn't begun to forgive. I hadn't begun to deal with it. Yeah. Number two, that's not, forgiveness does not mean that you act like it never happened. And they're just off the hook. 
And yeah. that's what he wanted to be. He yeah. was completely off the hook. His apology was like, and I never want to talk about it again. Well, you know what? I wish I never had to talk about it again. But I've had right. to talk about it about 4,000 times, yeah. and 2,000 of those were in therapy. I, I'm yes. sorry that you don't want to talk about it again. Anyway. <laughs> I think my, because I only know that, Beth, in that one chapter, <laughs> I yeah. think my experience when I was reading is I thought she is doing what it takes to survive, even between her and God. 100%. Yeah. That's what I, th- I thought she's just surviving. Uh-huh. She is uh-huh. writing what she wants to be true yes. so yes. that she can, I think you're- deal, So I, I can deal like, with it. Yes. And I feel like maybe Keith's mom said, forgive me if this is the wrong person in the story, but when you asked Keith's mom about losing her children, she said, and you said, how did and you get, how, how did, did you, you survive? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she says, I didn't choose it. I just kept waking up. I kept waking up. Isn't and that I felt profound? like that was this. I felt like you were telling me two versions of the same story. One so, was a journaling, and one was a conversation with Keith's mom. Well, you actually are giving me insight into my own story there because you're absolutely right. And also, so as the future, here's what I want to say because people are going, "Then why journal if you're going to?" Well, of course, I didn't get to stay that way. Yes, I, I grow up into adulthood, and I'm still journaling. Yes. And suddenly, yes. of course, all of those things are coming to call because they always do. Yes. They do that that we've stuffed down. Boy, it's coming up, and it's coming up in one way or the other. We can either deal with the truth of it, or we'll deal with a, a, a distortion of it that leads us to all sorts of ways of coping that are not healthy. So then, with the you can see then with the journaling as it gets more and more raw and and more and more honest. And then, oh, dear Lord. And then you can yeah. see come up where I'm beginning to look back at him. Like by the time I was having babies, I was like, now what to do yeah. with this situation with, you know, yes. in regard to my my family of origin and my dad. Yes. So listen, it was coming. It was coming. And I, and I got where I dealt with it very honestly, but it was not. How do people journal? Because sometimes the feedback to me is I can't write this stuff down because what if my husband sees it? Or what if my kids find it? Oh. So how do we journal honestly for the healing that God has for us? And for a lot of us, writing through our healing is important. How do we do that, honestly? Extremely important. I wish my phone's near me, and I wish I could find another picture real quickly because it would Annie, it would make you laugh, but I'm not going to take the time and look for it. I may send it to you after this yeah. in case you want to put I it do. up for them to see. But okay, so I had wondered what to do about this. Now, I'm thankful to say, as far as I know, my family just... Um, I think they would have considered it like they might have been afraid if they <laughs> that it was it was a holy thing yeah. because it was too the Lord. <laughs> yes, and yes. I had always put on the front of it, this is not for anybody's eyes but the Lord's. Always wow. I wrote that on the front. Do not read this. Yeah. And then I would also try to put it in a place like it wasn't under lock and key, but right. but I had all these spirals. I mean yeah. Annie years and years and stacks and stacks. And in those days, I I do it a little differently now. I still journal, but now I journal in more bits and pieces and in sentences. And But in those days, I did it in longhand. Dear Lord. Oh, you can't even believe every problem I ever had in my marriage, everything I was going through, all my temptations, all of these things, all written out, all written out. Well, a couple, okay, how long ago would this have been? Maybe two years ago. Somebody we both would know. We both would know. Tweets. It's a Saturday. I'm in a restaurant by myself, which I can really enjoy on occasion. I was scrolling Twitter. And so a friend of ours posts up 
and he's he's a journalist, but he posts up where somebody else, it is the the adult child of somebody just that had been well known yeah. uh, in as a Christian leaders and already with the Lord. Their kid has published some of their prayer journals. Oh Lord have mercy. Some of their prayer journal entries. And he said, isn't it interesting to find out that this was going on in his mind? I'm going to tell you something. I nearly died because I thought, I thought you got because they were being judged on bringing their temptations to the Lord, which Annie, we are invited to do. Didn't they do, instead of doing what was wrong, didn't they do what was right? Yes. Yes. They didn't indeed fall into the sins that they had that those you understand what I'm saying? I thought, whoa, yes. I thought that was allowed. Yeah, so aren't we allowed to have sins that have come up against us? Oh, so it's Saturday. Um, I come to the because I've got them all here at that point. Yeah. Uh, years and years and years of them. I come to the ministry. I almost can't live till Monday because I I I have these uh, catastrophic fantasies that I'm going to get killed before Monday, and they're and all you have them all at your there. office. They're all at the living. They were proof all at my center. office at Living Proof. Uh huh. And now my daughters have always known what to do with them. Yep. But I was like, oh no, 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 I'm not taking any chances. Uh-huh. I came on Monday morning and I began shredding them. I wish I I don't want to exaggerate. Trash bags. Uh huh. At at least eight trash bags. <sighs> Of pages I shredded, and so I kept wow. the last ten years because I didn't. I've, I didn't do longhand in the last ten years, and so and I feel like, but still, Manda knows to destroy all of them instantly. Yes. I said, don't even yes. wait and say bye to me. Don't, yeah. don't come stand over my cold body. Go shred those. Yes, <laughs> but it, so because you know I I poured my heart out to the Lord, and I yeah. recommend it. Now a friend of mine. Something someone's because somebody's saying, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, you know, you need to find a safe way to do it yeah. with a therapist. That's that's for dang sure. sure. But what a, another friend of mine does is after she has written it, after she because she says, I need to write out my stuff so yeah. I can tell the Lord because she's in a very hard marriage. And and she she when she gets to the end of her, she walks straight over to her shredder and shreds it. Just the gives whole, it to the Lord. Per day? That per day. <laughs> Please text her later and tell her I love her. That's brilliant. Just write it out and shred it that day. That day. That's how she is. Here you go, Lord. It's just yours. Yeah, I love you saying that, Beth, because as a person who's not married yet, who lives alone, I don't have the pressure, besides if someone comes to fix my water heater, of of someone reading through them, right? And so, but I do know that at some point I will not be on earth anymore. So I have a couple of friends that know, hey, these get burned. There's a $20 bill taped to the top of the container for you to buy s'mores uh, stuff, but do a bonfire, burn every one of them. But now I'm like, I think you're giving such freedom to people to go write it out, and then you are allowed to get rid of it. You don't have to make your own museum. Oh, no, you and and indeed you must listen. I had a friend have a catastrophic brain bleed a couple of years ago, and she's much much younger than I am. But one of the first things we did, she it didn't look like she was going to live. But to the glory of God, she did. But this was in the very first days of it. And we knew, <laughs> we knew that her family was on their way into town and would yeah. be staying at her place. Now, she's in intensive care. Yeah. 
several of us got us we who's yes. got the key and who can go get any journals uh-huh and I, uh-huh eddie that's what you better have some good friends yes who you know who's got a key to my apartment yeah. and who's gonna grab those <laughs> that's journals exactly before right. my mother reads them. that's exactly right before anybody i mean literally the one i'm working through now is like every page that i write i go we are burning this puppy i've We're got to get this out this of my baby. body i've got to yes. it, it helps you me do. so much to write it out and to see i mean even writing prayers of forgiveness towards myself of like i mean you said it earlier where you said you didn't become a messed up adult necessarily. It wasn't your fault about your abuse. It was right. the response of things, right? right? So I right. have responses to my experiences in my life that are on me. And, yes. and so as I'm working through forgiving myself and, and other people involved, I'm like, sis, we're burning this puppy. We sis, are burning, burning it. <laughs> but listen, you are right. And I want, I want someone to hear this. You are right when you say it needs out and it does. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you, need someone if it's traumatic you need someone to work through it with you but I want to say this to you in writing it out I learned things that I felt that I didn't even know in other words I let myself freely write and then I would see the words and think god no wonder that hurts so bad because I knew if I were Beth if I were reading this because I've just had no mercy on myself if I were reading this about somebody else, I'd want to go to them, come get in my arms. You know what I'm yes. saying? Come here right now, right now. But and when you write it out, you can sort of see some of that. Yes, or you can yes. see how messed up you are. Like, whoa, okay, yeah. well, that's going to need some attention. Well, I hope you feel that a little bit at the end of writing All My Knotted Up Life. I hope you feel as tender towards yourself as we get to feel towards you, who's been a leader to so many of us for decades, to be invited into these stories that say, for everything we've gained as your readers and as your studiers, Mm -hmm. you have written hefty checks for. And so I I wonder if there's a way the Lord will make you as tender towards yourself as he's making us towards your story as the readers of this one. That is a precious thing for you to say. Any, and I will say absolutely more so than ever in my life. Yeah. What yeah. I am more than anything else, of course, I'm so tender to the Lord, but also I am <clears throat> very tenderhearted to my husband. Yes. So my gracious Beth. I mean, behind the, what everyone sees from 2016 on is this public filleting of you. I will say, you don't have to call it that. I will call it that. What we don't know that until we read this book behind the scenes is Keith was deeply sick. Deeply sick. Deeply and sick. At the same time, Beth. At Moore. the same time. At the same time. And and as they read it, if they want to read it, they'll understand more about what I'm about to say. But also he has su- such total blackouts about much of the time that he was sick. And it's been like a very 2017 to 2019. We're not talking a long time ago. We're oh, talking, he doesn't no. remember the last five years ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. He asked me questions about it all the time. But he, so he was late coming into that public filleting. Yeah. And so now I'll, I'll catch him now every once in a while. Because I told the girls, I said, this is the most interesting phenomenon Because we are several years past it. Your father Uh is in. I said, baby, don't look up anything else. 
because he'll just be so mad at somebody. Yeah. You know, he just, you know, just cuts him a blue streak. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, we're two years past that, but he's not. It's all as if it just happened. He said, why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> I mean, people, it, it, it's an unbelievable story that starts oh. with an injury and fishing that leads to yes. medication that leads to, yes. and it, I mean, Beth, it, it's just uh, when you write, I, I think so many of our friends listening, married and single, will so deeply appreciate the moment where you say, I don't wonder if God loves me. I wonder if he loves my husband. 100%. Oh, my And, you know, and I felt like you, if you have character, you can't just, dis, you know, this is me to the Lord. You yes. can't just love one person and not love another. Why? Yes. Why would you love me? And of course, of course, that that was all just emotion. But it's it's very it's very real for us to sometimes go. Well, if you're not going to love them, don't love me either. Mm. And you know, I just think even about one of my really dear loved ones. I just every once in a while will say to the Lord, I'm just going to put on record again today. You know how much I love this person, and yes. if you don't save that person, that person's going to hell. And so I just want—I'm putting that. Yes, it says you are. I can't save him; only yes. you can. But yes. these kinds of things, this honesty uh, with God, but it has been quite the roller coaster. And one of the things I want to say to to some spouse that knows exactly, and it it could be a guy that yeah. has gone through this with his wife, but yes. that when you go through a time when you are not even married to the same person, and I don't mean that, I don't just mean they're different. I mean they're, they may be cruel. Yeah. They may be like, they don't like you and you don't like them. And even if you're able to reason, when this goes on for months and months, maybe at first you can keep telling yourself the truth, which is yeah. this is sickness and not real. After a while, it's like, oh, no, you're mean as a snake. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, it was, I honestly, I cannot put into words my amazement and gratitude to God that Keith Moore and I have survived this last 10 years. Yeah. I just, I cannot say enough what a yeah. miracle it is. Yeah. Emotionally, relationally, and physically. I mean, and in every way, right? In every way. In every way that he in is way. living and that you are living. I mean, yes. it's just, And that we're living miraculous. together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hey friends, just one more quick break to share about another amazing partner, Third Love. Listen, if there's a drawer in most of our houses that is in dire need of a makeover, it's our bra drawer. <laughs> there it sits, full of not pretty, not comfortable bras. Something must be done. Third Love spent years designing bras for your body. They make over 60 sizes and even invented half cups, so you always get the perfect fit, which means you'll always look and feel great. Third Love makes my actual favorite bra, the 24-7 t-shirt bra. No slipping, no itching tags, no showing under my clothes. Just well 
fitting comfort and confidence. They seriously have a bra for every woman and every occasion. Are you looking for an everyday bra or maybe something with more coverage and unlined style, a little extra lift? Third Love's best-selling bras seriously have a style for every solution and outfit that will help you look and feel great in whatever you're wearing. Half the battle of looking great is the confidence that comes from comfort, a good fit, and having great support. Third Love has got us covered, literally, you guys. So ditch the bad bras. Get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra. Get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash soundsfun. That's 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash soundsfun. And remember, all the links to our sponsors, to the AFD Week in Review, our book of the month, tickets to the Here For You tour, the transcript of the show, and more are all available in our show notes. Be sure to check those out. Just trying to make things a little easier for you where we can. And now we get to go back and finish up our conversation with Beth. It is a miracle story. I told you this already this morning. I cried the last hundred pages of a three hundred. I think my that, my that copy I have is three hundred and six pages, and I cried for an actual third of the book because it's also the hope. As you're telling your story throughout this whole book, there is miracles everywhere too. Oh, truly. And it's, 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 so you just go like, she is living a life that so many of us comprehend in different ways of there is tragedy and miracle that are knotted up. That is what's knotted up is tragedy and miracle. Uh, You know what it is, it is. And I I realize that in all this ugliness, surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. As I burn my journals and shred them, as you've shredded yours, I've said to the Lord before, can they all just be in my house in heaven? Like, can they all oh, just like, can we, when we absolutely. dwell in your house forever, can my journals be there too? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and and let me say that I love the idea of actually burning them because, you know, that incense, you know what I'm saying? There's something yeah. about a, a fire, something on an altar going up to, it's a, yeah. sort of a way to say if you're safe and don't set a forest on fire. Certainly, you, certainly. For, for that, to just go up before the Lord and you go, there you go, there yeah, you go. And, and plus, it. listen, that doesn't mean, loved one, that you have now forgotten all of that and none of that hurts anymore. Yes. It just means, listen, really only you, Lord, can be fully trusted with this and yes. I'm just putting it before you. Right. So someone <laughs> listens to the audiobook, someone finishes reading All My Knotted Up Life and they put it down and they realize, I have got some stuff that I, they're having realizations. What's their next step? I, I I would want them to, from the beginning, to know that you are completely known mm-hmm. and completely loved by God, yes. who has brought you to the point where you might be ready to take on a little of this. And yes. so here's what I'm going to say to you: you can, He's already like there's. There's no shame before him. There's no way to shock him. There's no way to darken him. You can't have had something messy enough to get him to... So completely trustworthy. And I have to believe he's got completely trustworthy people for you as a support system. But here is what I am believing God for over every single one of you that might think, okay, I do want to take a next step. I don't just want to finish a book. I want, what would it be? Trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. Trust the Lord and know 
that as you look back, if that's what you do, if you decide to kind of string these pearls together on your own with the Lord, then you watch for the wonders. Ask him from the very beginning, you give me eyes for it, Lord. You give me eyes. Give me your eyes to see it where I can exactly what I was talking about. When I stared at the whole thing and thought two things, what a dang mess. This was at the end of the memoir. What a dang mess. And the second one, surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. So you can't, you, okay, if it's a mess, okay, it's a mess. But did God give you eyes to see? And what made you ever read that book in the first place? And why are you even thinking about it? Because the Lord has done something to sustain you. The Lord has been good to you. And I pray that he'll give you eyes to see it. Yes. Yes, that's it. Beth, what did we not say that you want to make sure we say? I, I, I want to say to you, thank you for letting me minister to uh, your audience, oh, Annie. Gosh, I looked listen. so forward to this. And listen, I knew, I knew, I knew we would have a good conversation. And I asked the Lord, I said, listen, I thought so much of it. I thought if this is what you want to start with, when when the book comes out, if this is one of the first things you want to put out there, Lord, if this gives some kind of, it's just, I trusted you and you were trustworthy, Annie. Wow. And I thank you for that. Uh, I thank you for that. You're a wonderful host and just a marvelous sister in Christ. So thank you you so much. You know, when I read the part about you doing precept Bible studies and then knowing (laughs) I've attended events where you and Kay Arthur are on the same stage, I thought, I kind of know how she feels because now I'm friends with Beth Moore. How am I friends with Beth Moore? So I know how you feel about going from precept Bible studies to standing next to Kay. Um, I I want to read my favorite line from the book that I've already said to you and cried both Please times I've said do. it. And then I would I would love, normally we ask people what sounds fun to them, but I just would love for you to pray for us to end today. I would today. be so pleased to. But my favorite line of the book, and I had multiple, but the one I wrote down, the one I typed up to you in text, it's, I've had a good time with the Lord, and I hope he's had a good time with me. Yes, yes, yes. There is. Yes. I, put that on I'm my tombstone. To. Put I'm that on my to tombstone. Yeah. That I'd is what so I want. I'm happy to. Oh, Lord, i pray that and lord i do as i as i look back and think um about the many times i've been asked how have you gotten back up or what's kept you out there and all of those things it's always come back to the same thing is that you have been so good but not only good but i meant every every syllable of that i've had a good time with you You've made so many things like, Lord, what what a blast, or how meaningful that was, or how tender that was. And I ask you that. May I ask you that wonder? Could Annie and I agree where two or more, could we agree in prayer together for every reader of this book that he or she would be able if not already to have developed a relationship where they enjoy you, to begin to trust you enough to enjoy you. Because it does. It comes down to trust. Can I trust you enough to let down my guard and just flat enjoy you? And so, God, I ask you that with everything in me. I ask you that every reader, 100% missing none. Thank you, Father, for my sister, Annie, for what a wonderful, wonderful 
host she is and how she ministers. Bless her. Expand her work to your great glory. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, amen. Oh, y'all, isn't she just the best? Listen, if you knew how many conversations I've had about burning my journals since we recorded this, I am very much considering it or shredding them or something. Y'all grab your copy of All My Knotted Up Life. I'm telling you, there are miracles in that book that I will never forget. It is just absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. And y'all follow Beth on social media so you can tell her thanks for being on the show today. Now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of you. All right, Haley, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. So my name is Haley. I'm from Madera, California. And what sounds fun to me is going on a Disney cruise with my family and all my friends. Yes. Okay. Why Disney cruise? Why is that your particular cruise of choice? Because it's magical. Yes. I went with my husband and going just as adults is a very underrated. Is they it? have a whole island where you have to be 21 and up. And because it's Disney, adults don't really go. So we had this whole island to ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it's a private <laughs> island when you go on a Disney cruise as adults. Yes. Okay, are you not scared of having, a, I'm sorry to say this out loud, Haley, but the Titanic was a real story. Are you not scared of a cruise ship sinking? I understand. I do only three nights. Okay. I don't know why, but it's the fourth night where Titanic is probably happening. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, you're like, three, I know this thing can stay afloat for three nights three and four nights, days. Get some Dramamine <laughs> in you and enjoy the match. Okay, great, great. Very good answer. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, it's so fun to get to hear those, right? So be sure you're subscribed to the AFD Week in Review. It'll drop into your inbox on Fridays, and that's where you can sign up for a chance to share what sounds fun to you on an upcoming episode. We are having the most fun recording those so get on board if you need anything else from me you know i'm embarrassingly easy to find annie f downs on instagram twitter facebook all the places you may need me that's how you can find me and i think that's it for me today friends go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and i will do the same today what sounds fun to me is eating mexican food for dinner that is what i'm looking forward to y'all have a great day we'll see you back here tomorrow with a fun little drop in with one of our dearest worship voices in our generation and a dear friend christy knuckles it's a new music friday you guys we'll see y'all then